Welcome to the Talk Safe podcast with me, Jess, and my lovely co-host, Emma. We created Talk Safe as a safe space for people to feel comfortable, to share their experiences, and to tackle sensitive topics. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, and you're listening to our first podcast, Talk Safe, with me, your host, Emma Kay. And me, Jess. I'm so, so happy to be here and I'm so proud that we're kicking off our very first show. I know, it feels like a long time coming. It's something we've wanted to do for a while, isn't it? It is. I mean, I think with Talk Safe especially, it was something that was so important to the both of us because as women, we've been through so many similar experiences ourselves and it just felt like the right thing to do. Uh, and we both feel like it'll help so many people, you know, those who maybe sort of feel alone in their experiences or, you know, just don't really have anyone to relate to. Um, and I think we're also gonna discuss some really important topics uh, and some, you know, really quite sensitive subjects as the time goes on um, to help bring some awareness and do all sorts of good things. Completely agree. And I mean, just as a little bit of background for our listeners, we basically, so we started working together through um, my app, Walk Safe, which is a free personal safety app. And Jess is an editor for Beaver Magazine. And she's also um, a partner in her company, um, which is Crowns Media. And you've been helping me along this journey. And you've really, you know, been such an integral part of it. I mean, through helping me you know kind of I would say meet some really interesting people make some really interesting connections and have some really interesting conversations so I think that you know that's how it kind of started didn't it oh that's so sweet yes no I think the other thing as well is that as time went on and the more that we worked together we realized how in sync we were we were li- <laughs> a bit scarily like people very <laughs> scarily so it's like you're like my southern counterpart um, <laughs> but yeah it was been it's been so much fun sort of getting into walk safe and you know working on all different marketing campaigns which are sort of led us up to this point of talk safe and I'm so honored to actually be a part of the talk safe podcast now and I'm so looking forward to where it's going to take us and where the walk safe is going to take us. Um, so why don't we kick off things uh, with a little bit about each other? So Emma, tell me about you. What's your name? Where you come from? <laughs> I love it. Um, so um, basically, I am a mother of soon to be two, um, which sounds quite scary. Currently, I am nearly 36 weeks pregnant and it is boiling hot here and... I just can't wait for him to arrive. So I've got my toddler sleeping next door. She's called Ariana and she is two years, well, soon to be two years old. So I will have two under two. I must be mad. Oh, no. I know. I've got two little dogs. One's called Gatsby and one's called Snoopy. They're both chihuahuas. Another thing we have in common. Um, And yeah, we live in Richmond, which is a really nice part of London. We've got like the park near us. Um, and I am the co-founder of WalkSafe, which, like we said, it's a f- free personal safety app. And uh, this year's been a bit of a whirlwind for it. I mean, we just haven't stopped. Um, I've learned a lot. I've gone from being a stay-at-home mum to all of a sudden a working mum. And the hours I'm doing uh, a bit crazy, considering when I started this pandemic, I just had all the time in the world and I was a glorified dinner lady to my husband <laughs> and my um, daughter and the dogs. Now I feel like, yeah, I don't even have time to even put a cheese sandwich in front of him. So <laughs> yeah, it's love busy. That. I love that. I mean, I, do you know what? Emma works incredibly hard um, and especially being very, very heavily pregnant at the time. As we as we speak, really, um, how many weeks? How many weeks are you, and how many weeks have you got left? So 
36 and yeah I mean if I make it to 40 that'd be great because I've got too much work to do Jess I mean we've got more, <laughs> we've got more guests to get in haven't we it's not unfair <laughs> no exactly so you know he'll hang in there I'm sure what about you tell me a little bit about yourself well it's quite funny because you are at the end of your pregnancy journey and I am now at the beginning of mine <laughs> so we're at the point where I've not actually officially announced it so maybe this podcast is the official <laughs> announcement we feel honoured <laughs> Well, this is how close me and Emma are. So Emma was literally on the phone to me as I found out I was pregnant. So it wasn't even my other half that found out first. It was Emma. I I do love that. (laughs) I called just at the right time. (laughs) You did. And actually, I think it's only right that we announce on TalkSafe because we were literally talking about the TalkSafe podcast at the time. It was like the day before our first studio day. And it was like, oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> I love it. This is big news, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. So yeah, the breaking news on TalkSafe before we get into anything else. It's like we have another baby on the way. So welcome so to TalkSafe hot... with two hot pregnant, pregnant ladies. women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But it's fine. We've, we're good. We're in we're in the happy stages of pregnancy. We're not. I mean, we have our fed up times, but we're, 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 we're happy. And I can't, I'm so happy that I've got you to go through the pregnancy journey with because God knows what I would do. Even now, as I stand at six weeks, I don't know what I'd do if you weren't there. <laughs> it was there. It's the things like, oh, my God, I think I want a home birth. What do you think, Emma? Or just these little daft things that come into my head. And it's just so nice to have somebody else there that's been through it all before and that has the best advice and that actually comes back to talk safe and that's exactly what we want you guys to have we want our listeners to feel like to sort of listen to our podcasts and think oh I'm not the only one or oh I feel so relieved to hear this and and hear that and sometimes these things are the best therapy I really do think you read like I think you know whether it's pregnancy whether it's um you know whether it's something in terms of safety which is what we're taught what we're going to sort of go through with you guys it's it it's something that we feel better if we hear other people if we hear other people's stories so we hope to make you guys feel better we hope for you guys to feel safer we hope to make you guys feel a little bit more empowered and all of these nice lovely warm things which is really what we get from one another um so i mean it's cathartic isn't it it's it's nice cathartic so we've we've sort of touched a little bit on walk safe and um again that is uh myself and emma have known each other for a little while now um, but we've obviously come a lot closer since WalkSafe came to be. And obviously our, our working relationship and personal relationship has just absolutely bloomed since then. Um, so long may it continue because me and we're both having a blast. I know, it's um, been so much so, fun and it helps, doesn't it? I mean, it I think does. that when you really get along with someone and you're working together, I, I do think it makes a huge difference. And it makes me excited to go to work. It's not. It's one of those times where rather than dreading and thinking oh god I've got so much work to do you actually enjoy doing the things you know even if it's the menial day-to-day stuff you actually have a little bit more of a spring in your step I find yeah, it's, it's fun and the, and like you said this talk this podcast talk safe we want it to be fun I mean we're very aware that we will be touching on some sensitive subjects and things that are very hard to talk about so although you know we're very chatty and we're upbeat at the same time we are very aware that you know some of these things could be tricky and you know we are like I said touching on subjects that could make our listeners feel a little bit triggered and you know what the point of this is isn't to you know scaremonger or to kind of make you feel uneasy we're just like we said before we're just really hopeful that it unites us all and you know the one thing we've noticed with walk safe and our campaigns that we have been running is that there's a real need at the moment after the death of you know tragically sarah everard sorry um to kind of like unite together to try and hopefully see some change i mean it's just been a bit relentless for us women at the moment the news has just been horrific hasn't it it just feels like there's one thing after another um 
and it all feels a bit doom and gloom and I think personal safety has really never been discussed as much as it has been recently which of course is great um and of course you know this is something we want to see we want to see change um yes I would like to see um you know public sexual harassment criminalized um and I would like to see more changes going on and I think the only way that's going to happen is through conversations like this so I I do think it's vital really absolutely it's something that we all need to be talking about a little bit more um so tell me about walk safe first off I know obviously I know all about it but tell our listeners about walk safe because speaking of safety I really think personally it is so important uh, for all guys and girls everyone alike to get get this app downloaded it's so so critical um and it's so so helpful um so if you haven't already please make sure you go to the apple store or the play store and hit that download button as emma said it's completely free Uh, and i will hand over to our lovely emma so she can tell you a little bit about it so thanks for that intro we basically launched at the end of last year and like I said, it was a labour of love. I It's a family-run business, first of all. Um, so it was set up by me and my brother-in-law. He is the tech guru. I mean, I am not. I am more, um, I would say, into the whole social media, the growth of the brand, the marketing side. I really enjoy um, making connections and working with people but Richard's strong point is definitely the techie side um, and it all started from a chat around the dinner table where we were just discussing personal experiences and so basically um, my husband it's just him and his brother growing up and their experiences obviously like completely different to mine like I I don't think they realized just how many things had happened and from such a young age so you know Richard went away after that conversation and I think he was obviously quite taken aback and he obviously had the idea to create something that hopefully would help you know all people but especially women to feel safer when they're out and about um so yeah that was kind of like how it was born this year I would say you know due to all the tragic events that have happened you know we've had Sarah Everard we've had um the PCSO Julia we've also had Maria um there's been lots of I think there's been blessing as well there's been an awful lot of cases um throughout the year of women either going missing or you know tragically being murdered it's been really awful the news has been one thing after another and I think you know we definitely have found that women wanted to kind of feel reassured and to take their safety back into their own hands and you know to in order for them to do that they needed to feel empowered and that they were kind of like I said doing something about it and I think actively doing something and I think our app gave them um something that could help them yeah exactly like bringing that control back um and because we're free we're very accessible to everyone so I think that was really important for us I mean we don't believe that you should have to pay for personal safety it's a you know a human right um so yeah it's it's been a whirlwind and I think the one thing that our users love the most about the app is we use 100% police crime data. So the data you see on your WalkSafe map, it's all 100% verified. And it enables you to kind of see your local area and check for like recent crime spots. So if you're off to go and meet a girlfriend for a coffee and you want to take a certain route and you spot that there's been lots of, I don't know, like muggings, down that route you can choose to take an alternative route and I think that's why our app's been so successful is because you know it allows people to sort of plan ahead and to really get to know the area and to kind of um take their power back so yeah that's a little bit about the app 
No, I to- do you know what I totally I totally love everything that WalkSafe stands for, hence why um both of us have been so highly involved. Um I mean I'm literally I have literally as you can see or as Emma can see, mm-hmm. I've just opened my WalkSafe app. Um just because I've not checked it in a little while because I've been suffering from morning sickness, so I've barely left the house in the last few days. Um, but it's really interesting because, um, so as you know, Emma is based in Surrey, but I am actually up north. So I'm in Cheshire, uh, a little place called Alderley Edge, uh, which is, it's literally known as like the Cheshire Triangle. This is, you know, the place where all the footballers live. So it's a very lovely, picturesque, very suburban village. And you wouldn't think that there is any crime in this area. And as I look at it now, 142.9 metres away, there's been a police-reported sexual assault or violent incident. So luckily, it's not on the route that I take my little dog Gigi for a walk. So I know that I'm going to be okay. Um, However, it does sort of highlight, especially if you download this app, have a little look in your local area you know just zoom in zoom out a little bit see what crimes are happening around um even as i look to like Alderley edge village we've got a mugging we've got and we've got three other incidents of violence and sexual assaults which is really scary actually i think yeah it is it's, it's, it's sobering i mean i think that the one thing we say to our users is that you know safety and danger spots they change so you know what you know for certain routes may not be uh the safest one month you know in a few months time it may be another so we say you know to kind of is ever changing of course and to keep on having a little look and you know checking um your local area and I think that also our community posting icons so like you were saying there Jess like you can be out walking an oldly edge and you know walking down a road and there's no street lights and you could actually input that information on the map so that's not our um, police verified data that is our community data so that's where you know you or I could do that we could log on and actually if I was then meeting you for coffee and I would have taken that route and there was no street lights but I've noticed that someone else has given me a heads up then that's fantastic I mean I could then just make sure I take an alternative route so I think that that's the one thing when I've had a lot of feedback from especially students. I mean, they love the whole, you know, being able to report rowdy groups. Um, so they can, if they're walking back from campus, you know, they can avoid those sorts of um, situations. Or if they're, you know, walking back alone at night, they can then, you know, check the map and see there's no street lights. So I just think, you know, there's also like we were saying like that building of like community where we're kind of like looking out for one another and you know again links back to our talk safe podcast where you know ideally in the ideal world it's not just about the app it's about creating safer spaces to talk safer spaces to walk at night and just safer spaces to be you know I don't know just you know living our lives it doesn't have to be and we hope it doesn't have to be stressful and scary. And, you know, these changes should hopefully have, you know, a lasting impact. So, yeah, I, I think that's been another selling point of the app. Definitely. And it's come, we've come such a long way in such a short space of time. And the feedback from the WalkSafe app has been fantastic. You know, it, may, it does make people feel a bit less anxious, a little bit more empowered, Um and that sense of community is growing and, and hopefully with the help of our listeners and with, through this podcast, we can help that community to grow even more. Um, we already have a Facebook community group, um, the WalkSafe community group. If you uh, type that into your search, it should come up. Um, please do feel free to join. It's, again, a, a safe space where um, where women can discuss uh, any incidences that may have happened to them. It's a great place to go and get advice from. You know, it's a very, very non-judgmental place. And it's just something to note that both uh, Emma and myself were very much non-judgmental. Um, it's just we want people to feel comfortable to open up uh, and get any help that 
they may need, even if it's from a company. Sometimes it's easier talking to a stranger than it is talking oh, to your friends and family. So and sometimes even... that's not even a safe space, is it? To even no. have conversations like that with friends and family. Exactly. This is it. So we want to build a community of like-minded people to empower and, you know, just just help. Like, all we want to do is just help. Let's help make the world a safer place. Um, so we've sort of covered a little bit about Walk Safe and what it does. As I said, there is a map. There are some other features on there as well. So, for example, you can um, you can nominate sort of a you can nominate a friend or a family member, and you, you can act, the app will automatically let them know what time you're going to be home at, um, and you can sort of have them as as your sort of safety buddy type type yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. And we've also got, so we've got um, home safe, we've got check-in and we've got tap safe. So we've got other safety features that, um, yeah, have been very popular. I think like Jess said, you know, if you know you're going to be home at a certain time and you want someone to check in on you, um, home safe will uh, automatically alert your, I don't know, your protector or your loved one of your estimated time of arrival. If you fail to get home at that point in time, a notification will be sent to them. So basically we're just trying to make your life easier i mean if you're if anything happens on your route to or from wherever you're going or even if you get sidetracked or i i don't know you know life happens it's just nice to have that added layer of security and knowing that you know we are we're taking a bit of the stress off you which i think you know especially for a parent right or you know even as i don't know it as a first date I think it comes in so useful as a first date if you're going on a first date and you tell like maybe your best friend and you have your best friend as that sort of protector for and sort of say okay like if you've not heard from me at this time then check in with me check and in that's with our me. check in yeah yeah a hundred percent I think that I actually think that everyone should do this on a first date if if you're and check-in's discreet, date, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, perfect it's for really that. Yeah, it's discreet. And let's be honest, like, especially now, I, I reckon, I mean, God, I've not date, had to date for, <laughs> for I know, a while. I you're asking the wrong now. person here. <laughs> I know. But I, there was, I think the majority of people meet online nowadays, whether it's Instagram, yeah. whether it's, like, dating apps or whatever. We are just in the world of technology. And I think if you are going on a first date, I know if it was me and I was back single and in the game, and I was going on a first date, I think I would feel a bit anxious if I'd never met the person. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I think I would definitely use WalkSafe. Uh, even if I had no involvement with it whatsoever, I would definitely be using WalkSafe. So on a first date, you know, even like it could be a business meeting, you know, if you're like a freelancer and you're meeting a potential client, you know, it doesn't have to be like 100%. a date type scenario. It, anytime you're meeting someone you do not know, Oh, I you're going. I mean, you're right. You're going to someone's house. I mean, um, a friend of mine. She's a makeup artist, and she said, you know, your app's really great for my job. She's the amount of times I turn up to houses. I don't know the people. I've not met them. I am nervous. I I don't know how it's going to be. I'm in an area I don't know. She's like, you know, your app really helps. So, like you just said, that it's not just about going out and having fun. It could be a work capacity. Or, you know, you know, lots of different things, which I think is very helpful. And I think is why we've been so popular, because, again, across the board, um, we can be used, which is great. Oh, definitely. I think there's so many occasions where this app can be used. And I love the fact that it is now being used by so many people. I mean, over half a million downloads already is absolutely incredible. So long may it continue. Hope so. Let's try and push for a meal. Hey. Well, yeah. Well, what do you think would be the is the future of WalkSafe? I mean, if we get as big as Google, we're gonna have to have like a nursery on site. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <Could you imagine? laughs> at the rate that we're going, we've, we've there's like three WalkSafe babies already. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Four, technically. I well, technically four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, technically four. So our CEO, he's just had a baby uh nearly a month ago and then I'm next so then Jess after that so we, we yeah. have a baby here at WalkSafe baby and a yeah. dog 
it is as soon we are going to be outnumbered by baby <laughs> yeah we do need a crash don't we i'll, I'll we factor that in we need a crash um, and i think we need a doggy daycare center as well i love it so, google may have their slide but we have yeah exactly we're covered but um i don't know i think mainly it would be branching out internationally i mean it was really it was bittersweet reading all the messages after Sarah Everard's case and they were from women all the way around the world you know Brazil Netherlands America just everywhere and they were all and some of them they were so young these girls were like 13 and they were asking for it because they feel nervous walking to school and that's when it all started for me you know being 13 years old feeling anxious and having kind of those insecurities and knowing that my personal safety was my responsibility so you know I think for me branching out internationally or globally and (laughs) also I think you know it'd be lovely to have other things under the walk safe umbrella um so yeah that's that will be interesting i think we've got lots of ideas so watch this space over the world we will be taking over the world in such a good way i cannot wait so so. let's aim for global domination i think that's the best way and i can't i think it'll definitely if if we can go worldwide as you said you know from all corners of the earth the fact is that you know women regardless of the culture regardless of the age ethnicity it's always going to be we're always going to face the same difficulties and there's a time in all of our lives and men and women where we have felt vulnerable um which actually brings me on to a great question where can you share with us a time that you felt vulnerable emma yes so i would say i mean like i said it always started from a young age for me um the probably one of the ones that stood out the most and and there are a lot (laughs) sadly there are a lot unfortunately there are a lot being a woman there is a lot um so I was dating my first boyfriend and I was learning to drive and albeit I did learn a bit later um because he was very kind and he drove me everywhere um I learned with their it's kind of like their instructors that all three of the older like the brothers had learnt with and the family were like you know he's great go with him so obviously I had no idea I was like okay I'll give him a try and he was a total predator I mean he was vile and I didn't actually realize at the time just how um bad it was I think that I hadn't crystallized the reason why I was hating driving so much wasn't because I hated driving it was just because the situation he was putting me in so for instance he'd find any excuse to inappropriately touch me and I I didn't actually have very many lessons with him I think I had like four maybe five but that's still too many I mean it started from the moment I got in the car he would kind of put me in situations where I would fill out of my depth I would then get upset because I'm a young girl yeah, and then and he would find driving a car for the first time I know and I, it was and I you know it was overwhelming and he would then find a reason to touch me and I mean oh, it'd be hand no excuse for that it's grim and he would like put his hand over my hand on the um gear stick or one day he made me cry so badly that he grabbed my head and kissed me on the top oh, of my head. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, just things like that. And I think there were so many instances. And I also remember becoming very aware of what I was wearing. Because um, I think the first time I wore a skirt, and then I quickly realised that was a stupid idea and I shouldn't have worn it. And it's not, you know, it, I say stupid. I obviously then you know as we all do as women blame myself but actually what happened was I started to kind of like put off driving and um yeah I ended up just kind of you know making up excuses and when I realized I'd actually finally talked to my mum about it and she was like, Emma, it's not really right. You shouldn't be going through that. Like, why don't you try someone different? He doesn't sound very nice. He's not for you. And I don't remember it being like a big chat. It was more of a just remove yourself from that situation. 
So I then found L School for Girls and I started up with a lovely instructor. And the first day she picked me up, she said to me, what experience do you have? And I told her that I'd had about five driving lessons with this creep. And she said, oh, is that so-and-so? And I said, yes. She's an in- independent instructor. And I agreed. And she said, oh, I've got three of his ex-pupils under my wing now. Oh, my I've God. Heard, I've heard what he's killer. like. God. I know. I mean, the fact that he's allowed, been allowed to carry on, I think, is just awful. And I think the other thing, there are so many people that have had instances like this and there are still so many people around today like this guy that are still doing these awful things and getting away with it for the most part I know I'm I'm I wish you know I know what I know now I would have gone back in time I would have made a formal complaint the fact that he obviously was you know linked to my at the time, boyfriend's family. I felt I probably couldn't say anything. Was I making, yeah. was I being inflammatory? But, you know, being in a locked vehicle, in a moving car with someone who's inappropriately behaving that way towards you, it's awful. And I think that it wasn't until I really had stepped out of it and I got a bit older, I was like, God, that was so wrong on so many levels. And he was abusing his, you know, professional sort of like position I look back now and I'm like god like how like you just said how many girls did he do it to how many you know that was three and that was um just that I knew of and it made me really angry after because I was like I just I wish I'd done more so you know hence why we're talking about these things now because hopefully if one person hears and thinks oh that's happened to me then they might realize that it's wrong and might speak up because you know at the time I was young and I was quite naive and you know it it wasn't anything I'd done but you carry that burden then and you know you walk with that feeling you walk with that feeling of shame or you know whatever it is that you feel after these incidences hence why you know we've set up this platform because we really want people to share and know that it isn't their fault what about you Jess what what would you say your most vulnerable moment was oh god so many so I do you know what I completely agree with absolutely everything you said I think especially as you're younger I think as women we don't we don't really understand, you know, you were in your early 20s, um, you know, late teens, early 20s. And, you know, it's only when you sort of sit back and as you get older and have more life experience that you realise exactly how bad these things are. I mean, there have been many times where I felt vulnerable. Uh, there is one that sticks out, which, God, I always have used as an example in the past, Um which was one where before I obviously set up Crown Media and I was working for a marketing agency, um, I can remember being at a client's meeting. Um, so it's like a big board meeting. It was like all the heads of all the departments uh, all sat in a room. Uh, I was there with my the managing director at the time and then the director who was like the second highest. Anyway, um, I think we were going through like a big strategy. So there was a lot of stuff that was on the line. I think we were pitching a lot of new business to try and get a little bit more money out of them at that point to try and do a bigger campaign. So everything was running along smoothly in the meeting. It was absolutely fine. Uh, We were there for like four hours, so it was a bit draining. Uh, And as we got towards the end of the meeting, the CEO of the client's company um, piped up and said, yeah, we're going out for, we're thinking of booking a table for dinner tonight. Would you guys like to come? Um, my Unfortunately, my managing director said yes. The director said yes. And then I was sort of forced into saying yes, even though I really didn't want to at that time, just because I was pooped. Gigi was a puppy at the time. And I was like, I just want to go home, get in my pyjamas and have little puppy cuddles with a Gigi bear. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, for God's sake, now I've got to do a client dinner and now I've got to be like all professional and whatever so was not happy anyway and um towards the end of the meeting well actually at the end of the meeting where people had started to get up and leave um myself and you know my two other colleagues we 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 stood up um sort of ready to ready to head out and one of the department heads 
cannot remember what his job title was, but he was very high up in the company, turned around to me and went, what does your tattoo say? And I was like, oh, for God's sake, I hate having this question. Um, so I have a tattoo on my thigh, which says, curiosity often leads to trouble, which is what Alice in Wonderland says before she falls down the rabbit hole. But as a published author, it was my favourite book written in my book font. Um, I was actually a writer by 23. So that's, that's why I'm so impressive. I love it. Oh, thank you. Well, we got there. However... This tattoo, which I much regret now, mainly for this incident, is why I now very much regret it. Um, so obviously it's on my thigh, but I was wearing like a pencil skirt, which obviously covered it when I was stood up, but when I was sat down, obviously it came up a little bit. However, it oh, was he winter. must have been looking. He was looking I really, mean, really, uh... really hard because I also had really thick tights on. We're talking 120 denier. It was like autumn, winter time. You weren't, no one was so going there. Like, I could literally, I think I felt at the time, I was actually mortified that he'd even yeah. asked me the question because I was and like- in front of everyone. I mean, for In front of say, everyone. This is not professional. It's in front of my- in front of my two bosses that's so and, unprofessional it's unreal. oh god the worst thing was is when i actually turned around to him and actually let me point out that he, this guy wasn't even sat next to me he was like sat three oh four god. chairs down so he was you've got to literally be looking really closely it's like you need a pair of those opera glasses that's how close <laughs> you need to look to find it it was ridiculous and yeah to be honest what really got me was his reaction which is oh you're coming to dinner then and i was just like Ugh. oh no this is awful um anyway we then went to dinner begrudgingly i managed to seat myself as far away from him as possible which is difficult because there was only about four of us but sorry table, to jump so. in but it's like already you having to think of your safety where no one yeah, else was absolutely. so you were already having to be like I'm going to have to do this for myself because no one else yeah. is going to remove me or, you know, do the right thing by me. So I better, like, make sure I'm not sat near him. Exactly. So could you imagine if you were? Well, you know, God. it's just gross. Well, this is it. And do you know what? I think that was subconscious as well. I think I was very much subconsciously thinking I need to do that and that. Not even thinking about safety, not thinking for my safety, I need to do that. It It's just so drilled into us as women. We just, yeah. right, this is what I now have to do. Yeah, and I mean the dinner. It wasn't great, but it wasn't. It it, it wasn't too bad, you know. I'm quite. I've got through it. I mean, I'm quite confident in any way in sort of, you know, standing up for myself, and I've got no issues with telling somebody where to go if I really need to. But obviously, puts you in a very awkward position when it's in a work situation. Yeah. So we get to the end of the evening and again, I'm subconsciously trying to get away from this guy. And the own, the two guys that were driving, they were, um, they basically said, oh, we'll drive you back to your office. So I made sure I got in the car with the other guy yeah. and did not get in the car. So I literally ran ahead and was like, right, I'm going in your car. And as we got to the office, you obviously get out of the car, they're saying goodbyes to us, you know, and I reluctantly have to give them all a bloody hug because pre-COVID, oh God, yeah. I wish Corona was around at those times. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, we, you know, gave a hug to the CEO. He was, you know, perfectly fine. Uh, and then when it got to him, he like squeezed me and held me that extra bit tighter and then Gross. just whispered in my ear, see you later, gorgeous. And it just repulsed me and just ran through me that just that ick I just totally got the ick and like the, for me the worst thing was my two bosses knew it and they saw it all happening and if anything rather than trying to shield me and protect me from it and I was in my 20s you know I was a young girl they you know exploited you they exploited me they were trying they were literally like oh yeah yeah she's coming to dinner oh yeah yeah, yeah she's... they were literally it was like literally being pimped out they were literally trying to pimp me out so that they could guarantee that revenue and it's just so wrong and I didn't see how wrong it was at the time it's only afterwards where you think god that was bad and it's just again another abuse of power isn't it in another form it's another sort of you know, situation where we've been around someone who's been older than us and we've hoped they, because of their position and their profession, that they wouldn't have acted in the way they had and they did. And yeah. I think that's just, you know, 
what's so staggering. So now we've discussed that, I mean, going forward, what do you think you'd like to teach the next generation? Where do you think after, you know, we've discussed, you know, those stories and how they've made us feel and, you know, what would you like to see? I mean, how, how do you think we can you know, stop this from happening in the future. And I, I mean, I know stop's quite a big word, but I mean, how can, how we, can we move forward? And minimise it and reform yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think, I mean, for me, I think that it could have been stomped out from the very beginning had my bosses actually said something about it. Had yeah. they turned around, I mean, being the fact that it was a man and a woman, like even the woman who is the director, you know, as a woman herself, she should have known that this was not a good situation for yeah, me to totally. be in. Whether it's making up an excuse for me to say, oh, sorry, she can't make it, or just being a protector and not egging it on. For God's sake, don't egg it on. And like, like you said, sitting next to do. you being a, exactly, sitting next to you being a protector for the night, if that yeah. was what was needed. But, you know, the, like you said, there were so many ways they could have gone about it for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, they could have actually said something to, to them. They could have said something in jest or, you know, they could, there were so many ways that they could have stumped it out. You know, even if it was the CEO of my company saying to this guy, look, come on, it's, now's not the time. Or, you know, come on, she's, you know, she's, you know she's she is a professional or whatever or let's you know let's keep this professional let's yeah. keep this professional you know there were so many things that he, they could have said to get away from that and they didn't so for me if something like that happens then say something if you can you might not always be able to say something at the time or feel confident enough but christ don't egg it on like you know if you see somebody that is clearly uncomfortable then try and act on that yeah, don't ignore it do something about it ideally see something say something i love that you... quote i love it i, I think it's, it's so simple quote at the moment it is it's so simple and it, i think it holds people accountable and you know like you were saying you know you could be in a group of people and something like that happens are you just as bad you are watching i mean i you're think part they are of just it. as bad if you don't say anything i think you're just as bad as a perpetrator so if you do see something happening, say something. But what would you? What do you think from yours? I mean, you know, it's I yours think... was. It was very similar, but very different at the same time. I mean, and actually, I I personally think yours is much worse than than my example, just because it involved. It went further. It was inappropriate touching. It was you know you were in a lot vehicle. You couldn't run away even if you wanted to. I just. The one thing I think going forward, now I've got Ariana, is I just don't want these situations for her. I feel so strongly about it. I mean, uh, coming from a father who used to be in the police force anyway, so safety has always been on my mind. But um, teaching Ariana her worth, I think, you know, teaching her how to use her voice, you know, you don't have to sit there and placate these weirdo predators you know if they're acting inappropriately and they make you feel uncomfortable you don't have to sit there and be polite and I think that was the problem of our generation of girls I think we you know smiled at them and kind of tried to remove ourselves rather than be like you're making me uncomfortable and I don't feel safe and I am leaving I think now if I'd used my voice in that manner at that time it probably would have stopped him in his tracks and you know I really want to be able to teach Ariana that I really want her to be able to use her voice to when something doesn't feel right leave not to ever put up with anything she's going to know her worth and I think for me I think that's something that I feel that you know our generation struggles with is knowing our worth and, and that using our voice yeah, use your 100%. voice and say no. Yeah, no and is not a bad word. No anything. is a very good word. Exactly. And I, that's... I agree 100% with that. So that would probably be it for me. Oh, definitely. Now, as we sort of draw to the end of our first podcast, which has been an absolute blast, um, we've got some questions that we came up with that going forward we're going to ask every guest that we have on. And we're calling them the past, present and future questions. So Emma, I'm going to pose them to you this time. So my first question, which is about your past, is what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, 
I think it would probably be similar to what I've just talked about with Ariana. I think to stand up for myself more and to use my voice. And I think that it's finally happening in my 30s. I'm there. Uh, We're in our 30s and we're starting to figure out life. It's taken us over 30 years, but we're getting there. I mean, my (laughs) husband can vouch that I use my voice now. (laughs) You know what, me too. As I've got older, I definitely don't take as much as I used to. I'm definitely less patient. I agree. And to be honest, I think that's the advice that I'd give my younger self as well. And then into our present, where is it that you feel the safest? You know, I really would want to say, you know, out and about or in a beautiful beach location or on a holiday. Um, but if I'm being really honest, the safest place for me is always at home. And I know that's really cliche and probably quite boring. But no, it's for not. me, I'm the same. Home is where the heart is. I agree. And I think that I'm unapologetically myself at home. I feel my safest at home. Um, I feel the most comfortable at home so would you say that's yours yeah totally I mean you're in your own little bubble you're surrounded by your own things it's like your little safety net I mean when you've got all your curtains drawn and stuff you can walk around naked it doesn't matter you you know that home like I said home is where the heart is it's definitely where I feel the safest you know behind your own locked doors and you're in your own little bubble so 100% um so looking to the future, I mean, we have to sort of look to the future quite a bit anyway. But in general, what change would you like to see in the future? Ideally, I think, and actually it was going to link to the safest place question, which is, you know, as I said earlier, safe places for people to speak and be heard might not always be at home. And, you know, some people from certain cultures or backgrounds or even just having certain family dynamics don't have that ability to share what, you know, what has happened to them or how they feel. And, you know, I think I've definitely taken that for granted because I know I've got a very loving, supportive husband who I can share any dark crevice of my soul with. And he will always, you know, he will always make me feel safe and heard. And I think... I've realised that that's not, you know, I'm lucky with that. And I know that that's not everyone, not everyone's got that. So for me, I think in order for women who have been through these awful things and who have had a rough time, I do believe if you've got no one to talk these things through with, or if you've not heard that someone else has gone through the same experience, you can feel very isolated and very lonely and it can feel, you know, just hard and I think the one thing that we're hoping with you know off the back of walk safe is to create these safer communities whether that be for our Facebook group whether that be through um talk safe you know whether that be for like maybe in the future creating a buddying system or adding services to the app you know or organizations and working with charities I just think the sky's the limit with what we can do to kind of help everyone to feel more connected and safer so um that's my answer but what what would yours be Jess oh do you know what I know I've asked it but it is a good question as well isn't it <laughs> I think <laughs> I, th- I think the cliche is I want world peace um I would like I would like for these issues to not be issues anymore like in the news we we see sort of the very extreme cases. In the news, we see the murders, we see the rapes, we see, like, you know, we see the absolute extreme because that's what makes the press. But what doesn't make the press is experiences like me and you have just talked about. And unfortunately, these experiences are a hell of a lot more frequent than... Mm you know, the domestic violence, rapes and murder, whilst all of them are absolutely horrific and shouldn't be happening, I think that, you know, we often don't realise what's going on sort of close to home because all we see, all we, we're sort of just tuned to see, you know, the, the much darker side. Um, and, you know, it's rather than the blackest of blacks, I do think there's very different, there's a lot, lots of different shades, you know, there's lots of... St- shades from greys to you know 
lots of different blacks. Um, it, it's not just the most horrific things that we're, as women, you know, worried about. You know, we're, we're worried about having more experiences just like uh, me and you have mentioned. And we're worried that others are going to go through same experiences like we have talked about and many, many more. And I think what we're going to learn over the course of this podcast uh, and as the community grows is just how often these things are happening and exactly and how many experiences, you know, people, men and women of all ages uh, and of all walks of lives have had. And for me, I think the future would be a world where these things are not tolerated from, you know, like you said, from you being in a precarious position with a driving instructor who's taking advantage to you know serial killers that are targeting prostitutes and everything in between where it is not tolerated uh, because it shouldn't be it shouldn't be tolerated everybody every person man woman woman child they all have a right to, to have safety and to feel safe i agree here here and I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, um, I think it's going to be very apparent um, how many people have experienced all these things. And, you know, like we said, we hope that by sharing, um, we can shine a light on it and raise awareness. And people who are listening may not feel as alone or, you know, or not carry that with them anymore and could hopefully feel a little bit comforted by the fact that you know other women or other you know what people who we will be interviewing have gone through the same thing so I think there really is like a safety in numbers and that feeling of you know we're all in it together because at the end of the day we really are yeah and your feelings are valid your feelings are absolutely valid um so for any of those listening if you do want to share any of your experiences please do head over to our Facebook group, uh, the Walk Safe community group. Um, you know, you take a request to join, um, you know, but once you're in, please feel free to, um, feel free to share any experiences or even, you know, comment on a few others. Um, as I said, I, myself and Emma are actually the two admins. So, and it's a um, very not judgmental. You're in good hands with yeah. us, we promise. Um, but let's get some of these conversations going. Um, if you've got something that you want to share, something that's close to your heart, feel free to pop that in. You know, to start a conversation. Uh, let's just get these conversations going. Or drop us a DM as yeah, well we love hearing from our users and our listeners so yeah definitely well thank you so much jess it's been such a wonderful wonderful chat and i really hope you guys listening have enjoyed it too um like we said um please head over to the walk safe app um it's free to download and um also you can find us on twitter on instagram and soon we will be on the apple app store um for our podcast so yeah tune in it'll be very we exciting so our usernames if you're wanting to find walk safe it's just at walk safe for instagram and if you're wanting to follow emma and your username is emma k walk safe yep that's and right mine is jess ward author so feel free to follow us follow walk safe follow whoever you want um but stay tuned because this season we do have some amazing guests and we're talking about some really interesting subjects um, and we cannot wait uh, to let you guys in on everything that we've got planned. Yeah, it'll be so exciting. So thank you again for listening and we hope to see you soon. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the TalkSafe podcast sponsored by WalkSafe. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Good ones only, please.